Hello and welcome to Love Mondays Club podcast. I'm your host Helen and I'm here to help you unravel the mysteries of marketing so that you can get more eyes on your business and make more sales. This is the ultimate podcast for online female business owners who are ready to conquer their overwhelm, discover their confidence and unlock the secrets to marketing success. Whether you're just starting out or already running a thriving business, Love Mondays Club is your compass to navigate this ever-changing digital world. Each episode, I'll bring you valuable insights, expert interviews, and practical strategies to help you stand out in a crowded online marketplace. It's time for you to dream big and succeed. I want your Mondays to be overflowing with inspiration, excitement, and setting the stage for you achieving your dreams. So if you're ready, cozy up in your favorite spot and get ready to unlock your business potential. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. So today I want to talk to you about the fact that last week, if you're listening to this on the day of its release, on the 1st of February, it was my six year business anniversary of working for myself. Um, Those years, as you can imagine, have absolutely flown by and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it on today's episode and kind of share with you, I guess, some learnings and things that I've been reflecting on over the past couple of weeks as I've been thinking about this anniversary. Some of it's going to be a little bit of an element of, oh, I wish someone had told me this at the beginning. <laughs> but equally as well, though, I think a lot of this, as we know, reflection, wisdom, whatever the word is we want to use, comes with time. You know, it comes with trying and testing things yourselves. So I want to share with you kind of what these reflections are. I want to also give you some really like tangible and actionable advice that you can start implementing today. So I'm going to share with you a couple of these reflections. And then I'm going to talk to you about sort of how you can action these in your business right now, whether you might be in your first year whether you may be in your 10th year, who knows? Hopefully all of this stuff is going to be really relevant for you um, no matter what time you are at. So let's get to it and dive straight in. So the first thing I wanted to talk to you about was time. So this is, you know, isn't this such a common thing that we always talk about? Like so many of my clients say to me often this feeling of, I don't feel like I have enough time to do things or even like the complete opposite end of the scale where maybe they feel this sort of impatience. I, I know this is a feeling that I've really felt during my business is this impatience of like, well, I want it just to start working, you know, like, why is it not working right now? Or I've had this idea, you know, I want it to be done by by yesterday. And I think that comes with being like excited and passionate about your business. I think an element of it also comes from watching what everybody else is doing. And it feels like, you know, we only see the front end, don't we, on social media. So from our perspective, it looks like people are introducing new things in their business or evolving or changing. and, And it looks like it happens overnight. We all know the reality is that that's not the case. But our brain still can't help be kind of, you know, sucked into that when we're looking at it on social media. So I think one of the biggest lessons, and you know, this is probably feels like a bit of a no brainer here, but to say that like, everything really genuinely does take time. I was saying to someone the other day, it's a little bit like when you have a DIY project, you know, you, you, you know, you're doing something and you think, oh, it'll only take me a day or it'll only take us a week or even like house renovation a few months. The reality is any of us who've ever done anything like that knows that it takes at least 50 to 100% longer than than what we usually think it will. And I think a lot of that is true in business. You know, I have, I know in the past I've had so many ideas, you know, like maybe an online course that I wanted to create or presentation that I wanted to put together um, or even, you know, recording a podcast episode. I'm looking at the time right now as I'm recording this and I sat down at 10 o'clock and I thought, oh, I'll be done by half 10. We are now 45 minutes in and I'm just cracking into the recording because 
you know, I was planning the episode. I was thinking about it. I was writing notes. I definitely got a bit distracted by some notifications popping up on my phone. So, you know, the reality is that, like I'm saying here, it literally is almost going to take 100% longer than what I thought it was going to do. But you know, a big part of this is kind of leaning into that and accepting it and not beating yourself up if if things aren't going, you know, totally to plan. And I think, you know, my advice to give you on this is a couple of things, really. So first of all, it's I think it's really important that we don't run our businesses on like a week by week basis. Now, I know that when I first got started in my first few years, everything felt urgent, everything felt a bit rushed. And, you know, in reality, when you first start a business, there is a lot of pressure, especially financially, to get things off the ground and to get things going. So you do feel a little bit like a headless chicken, maybe when you first get started. And maybe this is not a controversial thing, to say but you know it's it's not it's not what we see in the marketing of these things but I do think when you first get started there is an element of you just got to hustle you got to put yourself out there you got to put in the hours like building a business is hard work is the reality of it but in in the long term that's not sustainable like it's good to get the ball rolling and to get momentum but it's not something you can do forever because you will burn out you will feel exhausted and you'll start to resent you know almost a bit of a monster that you might have created so in terms of taking action, what we want to do is we want to be thinking much more long term in our business. Now, that can be difficult. I know if you're just starting, you're not quite sure where you're going. But I even feel that even if you're not 100% sure what, what you want to happen next, and that's absolutely fine. But there still needs to be an element of some kind of plan in place, like something that you're aiming towards. So what I really recommend doing, the action point to take away from this is maybe like look at your calendar, give yourself a morning or even a whole day to sit there and kind of map out what you would like the next three to six months to look like. So if you're not quite sure, you know, what you want to happen next, just map out the first, you know, three months coming up down the line for you. Or you've been in this for a while now and you kind of know what you want to do, map out the next 12 months. And I mean, you know, putting in holidays, putting in time out, blocking out times when you think, actually, I don't want calls there. I want a bit of, you know, creative time here. Put deadlines for yourself in there as well. Like if you know that your sales kind of go up and down throughout the year, you have to plan for that. You know, you can't let that month roll around again and it suddenly creep up on you and you be like, oh my goodness, you know, suddenly everything's changed and I feel like I'm back to square one again and I'm having to go back into that kind of hustle mode. Because again, that energy peaking up and down throughout the year, it can become quite exhausting. You know, if you've been in this for a little while, look back on maybe your sales as well over the last 12 months, see where your peaks and dips were. In an ideal world, I'm going to come to this when I talk about services, we don't want to have too many peaks and dips. So this is where the planning comes in as well. Like maybe what did you have certain quieter months? What can you do about it? And putting like targets and numbers against this is going to make you feel ultimately like you're so much more in control of what's going on. And that feeling of control will give you stability. It'll help things to feel more consistent in your business. And it'll kind of get rid of that initial maybe hustle kind of pressure that we feel when we first get started. Number two, I had to talk about this one was algorithms. So, you know, I talk a lot about marketing on this podcast. I help people a lot with marketing. But, you know, if I'm really honest with you, the real things that I get properly passionate about and really love helping people to do is things like email marketing and more kind of like longer form content like podcasts and YouTube and SEO and things like that. From my own experience, I see so much more value in it. Honestly, I was scrolling through Instagram the other day and I was looking at reels and things like that. And I actually thought to myself, do you know what? If I see one more reel telling me to follow this account so that I can then learn how to get more followers using trending sounds, I might scream. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, the whole thing to me is feeling like this really bizarre, weird kind of almost like pyramid scheme that's going on. These things do work. You know, there are these trends and it doesn't necessarily help you to get in front of your audience. It helps you to get in front of a audience, but maybe not necessarily the ones you're exactly looking for. Because this is the problem. You know, I've seen it before where people have got like hundreds and thousands of followers. It doesn't necessarily mean they're making sales behind the scenes because they could just be attracting, you know, they could have had one video that went viral, but it could have gone viral to loads of people who weren't even their ideal followers. So I do find that element of social media quite frustrating when it comes to marketing. And also as well, you know, these algorithms on these platforms, they are changing all the time. Now, when I'm saying this, I'm not saying this in a way that's like you should totally ignore them because, and I'll kind of go on to the action points of this in a minute, but like they are relevant and they are going to have an impact on your marketing. But I guess the main reflection I've had over the years is that I don't want these things to control, you know, control my schedule, control my time and just take up too much space in my head. For example, recently I've been experimenting a little bit with LinkedIn. So generally I've been told, you know, the best time to post on LinkedIn is about seven o'clock in the morning, sort of nice and early. So over the past couple of weeks, I've experimented with that. The truth is the posts that I put out at seven o'clock in the morning did get more engagement. And then, you know, there were some days where I wanted to post and I thought, oh, you know, I didn't get up, you know, maybe I wasn't up early enough or maybe I was out with the dog or maybe I was just doing something else and I didn't post at that time. And, you know, the guilt set in. I could feel this like bizarre guilt of like, oh no, well, I've missed the time slot. You know, maybe I shouldn't post anymore. <laughs> and I think, you know, we all feel like that. We, I know that nearly all my clients have said to me, you know, they sometimes have that feeling of like, oh, I've missed my opportunity. I'm just going to have to wait. My advice is generally don't wait. Just put it out there you know okay so the post might not get the exact engagement that you want at that time but you could always repost it a couple of weeks down the line you know how many of us actually remember exactly what we've looked at on social media and repeating information is not bad in fact that's a good thing you should be doing with your marketing is like reinforcing that message so my main advice with kind of algorithms and things like that is pay attention to them but don't be like beholden to them like in terms of taking action from this you really want to be focusing on creating content that has longevity to it and also has value so a couple of examples of this would be as I always talk about email lists like at the end of the day you own that email list they can't take that away from you social media can you know social media your account could get blocked you could get hacked and I'm not fear-mongering here but this is the reality is that we don't own that space and that data that's on there but an email list you do so and also as well we also know from the stats that like emails you get so many more eyes on your emails so many more people looking at your content so there's real value in that and then you've got things like like this, this podcast, over my education business, we're using YouTube now, like SEO and blogs, all of this stuff has longevity that people can kind of find and tap in and out of whenever it suits them. You know, I love looking at my podcast stats and I, you know, I never really know who's listening. It's always fascinating looking at the numbers thinking, who are, who is everybody? I know a handful of you guys listening, but um, not everybody. You're sort of hiding behind the scenes. <laughs> but hello, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. But sometimes, you know, I look at like the episodes that have been listened to in a week and some people are going back to like episode three um, or episode 15 or whatever it might be. Those are random numbers. But, you know, they're going right back in the catalogue, finding things that are going to be helpful and valuable to them. So, you know, I feel like with my podcast, it's like a, a 
marketing gift that keeps on giving in my business. Same with our education business with YouTube. You know, that we've got videos on there from a year or two ago and they're still getting views today because they're still relevant for our audience. The reality is I posted something on social media two days ago. It's disappeared. Like unless you go hunting through my profile and scrolling back through, you're probably not going to find it. So for me, the idea is social media supports, it's there, it's important, you have to use it, but it supports your kind of like long long content, your really valuable content. And all it's doing is signposting people to that. We're not relying on social media as like our our core marketing strategy. The next thing I wanted to talk to you was about like your services and your offers. So these are two lessons I think I've really learned in my business, kind of two different lessons around the same theme. So one of them, and I've talked about this before, and this is something that we really focus on inside Love Mondays Club, is this idea of like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So don't just have like, one service or one offer if for whatever reason that service or offer doesn't keep working or maybe it's not aligned with what you want to do anymore you know you don't want to have kind of all your focus in that one place so what I would always say is if you're getting started or you're not kind of sure what to focus on start by putting all your energy into like some really high ticket sales or like a kind of core offer that you know is going to sell you know is going to do really well and you know is going to also give you a nice regular solid income once you've got that then you can start to diversify it a bit. So you can start and maybe bring in variations of this core offer. So that could be like memberships or programs or even self-led courses. But just a note on self-led courses, like, you know, basically online courses, we are definitely sold, you know, the passive income dream. I don't actually think as much as we used to, you know, COVID, there was a massive boom in it. But now I would say a few years down the line, from the marketing I see of other people, you know, there's, there's less kind of emphasis on that. But, you know, the temptation is still there and it is still a great way of earning money. But the one thing I'll always say is like it's really difficult to sell passive products until you're actually selling them as like, you know, a live version. So you need to be testing these ideas that you have for passive products with live customers. You need to be getting their feedback. You need to be evolving it and tweaking it and making sure that it really is like A, something that people want and B, something that they can use and that they can see quick results from. You know, in my experience, I've done it both ways. I've done it where I've just sort of created a course and then gone to just sell it. And then I've done it where I've worked with like, you know, live clients and got them to test things and then sold it passively. Version two, where I worked with the live clients, had a much higher success rate because it was tested, it was developed, and I had the social proof there, you know, to start with, I, I knew that it was going to work for people. That's, that's I think, a really important thing is focus on like working with your clients first and then go into the passive side of things afterwards. Otherwise, you could spend hours, days, weeks, months creating these like passive income products and put all that time into it and then potentially they don't sell or they're not what people want. So yeah, focus on your high ticket stuff first and then kind of evolve it from there. Like I'll give you a really quick example for this. So in both my businesses, what I decided to do, um, both of them started off as a bit of one-to-one, but I quickly knew, you know, one-to-one's not scalable. I I love one-to-one, but it needs to be a bit more high ticket. It, you know, I can't have a diary where I'm just like jam-packed with one-to-one every day because it's it's exhausting. You know, you'll burn out so quickly from it. Um, And then you have no time to do anything else in your business as well. So I very quickly created like group programs in both my businesses. So Love Mondays Club and my education business. And then once I had those sort of in place and I had clients in both of those and I was getting lots of feedback, 
that's where I then kind of evolved things from there. So, you know, on, in both businesses, it was almost exactly the same. I started to create like resources in the background, which is like became your online courses. And these were then things that I then tested with people in my group programs. And then I could sell them off passively. And then also both these group programs ended up sort of evolving into memberships as well. And so by doing all this, you know, bringing in new services and new layers has really created this sort of stability in my business and, and this consistency. And going back to the first point, you know, this took time. This honestly, all of this stuff took, you know, 18 months, maybe two years of sort of experimenting and trying different things. So it's that whole thing of like, I had the vision of this maybe two years ago, but the reality was it it took me time to put it in place. Could I have done it quicker? Yes, potentially. But something I'm going to talk about later with your kind of energy levels is that actually you don't need to go 100 mile an hour all the time if you don't want to. But before we jump to that point, there was one more thing I wanted to add about services as well. So this is something, again, I talk to loads of my clients about when we're talking about sort of coming up with new ideas and ways of diversifying their business and trying different things. In my kind of six years of doing doing this uh, online business gig, what I've really discovered is that quite often, like when you first get started, you're not going to know exactly what works and what won't work. And actually, sometimes when you come up with new ideas, you know, I've, I've found in the past that sometimes some of my quote unquote best ideas have actually been total flops. And like that, that's a bit of a crunchy thing to admit to you because it's not nice to admit that actually things have failed and things didn't work. But honestly, you ask anyone who's been in business for, you know, even more than one or two years, they're going to tell you, yes, I've created things and it didn't work. But then there've been other things that have been really spontaneous and they've actually ended up being, you know, some of my best sellers. So an example of this was, you know, last last year at the end of 2023, I realized, you know, a lot of my clients were finding it tricky getting email marketing set up as an example. So, you know, they they really wanted to get into it, but there was just a bit of a barrier there for them with like the tech and getting it set up. And, you know, for me, I use this every day and I thought, well, this is something that I can do. You know, I can kind of click my fingers and we can get it done easily in an hour or two. So I thought, and this, this whole idea came literally within like a day. And by the end of the day, I thought, right, I'm going to put together a little offer, like a little two hour block where we just sit down together and I just go through and set everything up for everybody. So they've got that kind of plug and play email marketing system for them. And I sold out that offer twice in two months because every time I opened up a new batch of it, it got sold out again. And that is like an example for you of something that was like a really spontaneous idea. Most importantly, it came from the needs of my clients. It wasn't something that I had just, you know, kind of randomly popped into my head. It came from having conversations with my clients and then going and creating something for them that I thought would be really helpful. And I think that's a really big takeaway from this is that often your best selling products are going to be the ones that really come from like the feedback you've listened to and heard from your clients. Like I say, nine times out of 10, maybe the ideas that you spontaneously have and think this is what everybody needs um, isn't actually always necessarily what they want. (laughs) So it's really important to listen to your customers, like always be led by them. Everything you create, everything you do should be led by them. So an action point, I guess, to take away from this is try and in your business have core offers that you sell. So kind of like what we were just talking about in the previous point. So maybe you have like your group program or your membership or your one-to-one or something like that. But really importantly as well, like look at your diary, you know, open up your phone right now if you're not driving or whatever, doing something else. Look at your diary for the next week or two and think, 
do I have space in my diary? Like, have I got the freedom that if I wanted to do something maybe a little bit more spontaneous or maybe do something a little bit different or try something new, do I have that flexibility in that room to be creative and try new things? Because what I found was that, you know, in the beginning, my diary was really packed and really busy, which, you know, in some ways was great. But I also always had this niggling feeling of like, but I'm not growing I'm not progressing I'm just doing the same thing every week and that's not what I wanted you know that that to be to be bluntly honest with you that was one of the reasons why I left kind of paid employment was I hated this feeling of monotony of like doing the same thing over and over again and you know waiting years for a promotion like that was that was just not the life for me so for me like building my own business is all about this like spontaneity and the creativity and the endless possibilities that come with it all but to do that, you have to give yourself the time and space to do it. So definitely have a look at your calendar. And maybe this is something that you can reflect on as well. When I was saying earlier about like going through your diary and mapping out time for yourself like even if you map out just a day where you're like right I have no calls don't worry about social media um you know I'm not having to do any kind of admin this is just a full day to think (laughs) and you might book that in for in like you know a couple of weeks time and it's okay if you don't have an exact plan of what you're going to do on that day but that honestly I promise you that white space and that 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 sort of freedom will ignite so much in your in your brain when you give yourself a chance okay and the last thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, the kind of roller coaster of running your own business. So in last week's episode, we had Danielle came on and she was talking about hormones. And I had some fantastic feedback about that episode. Like so many people messaged me saying like, oh my goodness, this all makes so much sense, you know, with my energy levels throughout the month. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend going back and diving into it because um, yeah, it was great. There was so much value, so much like eye-opening stuff about how how, you know, as as women, for us, like, you know, we're not, our energy levels aren't the same every day and throughout the month and how we can kind of adapt and change to that. And I think kind of tapping into this as well, not not just to do with hormones, but I think when you run your business, we we go through seasons. Like there's, there's inevitability that we're going to go through different seasons in our business. Sometimes we're going to have that like all in, obsessive 100 mile an hour energy you know and quite often that comes when we 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 sink our teeth into an idea and we feel like we've really got this we're really onto something here and i i love that phase you know i i always say <laughs> i describe to my partner as like i'm going into hustle mode which basically is code for like you're probably not going to see me for a while like i'm going to be head down in my laptop you know beavering away doing loads of stuff and i love that i love that kind of energy that comes with it but again that's not all the time you know there are also then other times when you probably feel like actually you just want to put your brakes on you want to chill you want to relax you want to kind of reflect on everything that's going on and I think this little little pendulum is something that we swing back and forth between all the time and you know that's absolutely fine like there. I feel like online there is a lot of outside pressure to be kind of switched on all the time and go 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 but the reality is that for so many people that we follow online they tend to only really share stuff when they're in that go 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 mood you know when they're switching off they disappear from social media and and the reality is that we don't even notice that or maybe they've just got content that's scheduled and going out but behind the scenes 
they're relaxing. And I think it's really important that we acknowledge that and we we allow ourselves that time, you know, to do these things. So only, you know, only you can know what season you're in and what's right for you at that time. Like don't force yourself to do things. Don't throw money at things that don't feel aligned with you. Um, and, you know, yeah, really check in with yourself and ask, you know, if I'm investing in something or if I'm committing to doing something, am I doing this because I feel like I have to, because I feel like there's pressure around me, like everybody else seems to be doing it. So I have to or are you doing it because you actually want to do it you know do you feel aligned with it do you feel excited by it do you know that you're going to stick with it that's a huge part of it as well so the action to kind of take away from this is lots of different things really you can do one of them is scheduling in like i said that blank space that time i like to call it a ceo day (laughs) so i like to have like little sort of pockets throughout the year where I just give myself the time to sit down and do like a big old review of my business and like I'll be brutal you know I'll write down a big list of here's all the things I love at the moment and here's all the things that actually I'm not enjoying maybe they're sucking my energy maybe you know I just don't maybe I did enjoy them once but I don't enjoy them anymore and I find this exercise really helpful because especially that list of things that I'm not enjoying or taking away my energy that's when I then can really take action because I look at it and think okay you know I there's certain tasks here I don't enjoy doing anymore can I outsource it or can I get rid of it um you know maybe I've committed to something but actually I don't feel aligned with it anymore so can I you know take a step back from it all these sorts of things like just giving yourself that time and grace also as well keeping a little journal of what's going on I I really love doing this I'm not I'm not dedicated to doing it quite every day but I'll try and do it at least once a week um or even just like a month review and this I think is also really helpful for when we were talking earlier about how you know throughout the year in your business your your energy levels are going to change and your sales are going to change and your focus is going to change and if you're like you know in the first early stages of your business keeping a record of what's going on is really helpful for future you because you know it's as we sort of move through the months and move through the year it's really easy to forget like what it was like this time last year or even what we were doing six months ago so when I'm planning I quite like to go back through and just think okay what was I talking about this time last year generally it's a really great exercise in helping you to recognize wow look how far I've come like look how much has changed what I was talking about back then compared to how I feel now but also as well it can be you know one thing I found was there was one time I tried to do like a launch and bring in some new services but I when I read my little journal and what I was talking about you know you could just tell I wasn't enjoying it I I did the energy wasn't there I didn't feel very aligned with it and part of it is that I was trying to do it in the middle of winter where quite frankly you know it's cold my energy levels are low I'm actually happier to just sort of be in the background working with my clients you know tinkering away with things I'm a bit like a lizard. I was saying this to my client the other day. I'm a bit like a lizard. Like the more sunshine there is, the more you're going to get out of me (laughs) in terms of energy levels. So, you know, for me, I know the best times for me to kind of have that really bustling, busy energy is going to be in the summer because I just, I feel so much more alive and I have so much more energy then. In the winter, I don't. And again, a part of that on a personal level for myself, it's also because I have a health condition. So I have arthritis and problems with my bones. So the cold weather really gets to me. Like it's not... 
it's not just that, oh, it's a bit dark and a bit miserable. It's also, no, I physically feel a bit pants sometimes. So, you know, but acknowledging that has really helped me in my business and also taken away the guilt of feeling like, oh, I should be doing things at certain times. Like, you know, says who? I'm only telling myself to do that. Nobody else is. So having that is, you know, a really kind of freeing thing to do in your business. So keep a journal, look back on what's going on, dip in and out of sort of when when you know things are going to work for you. So there we go. Those are some of the kind of I guess like overview reflections and conclusions I've had over the past few few years and few months. Um, and right now, you know, at the six, you know, going into my seventh year of business, I feel very calm. I feel very happy. Things feel very stable in my business. I love what I'm doing. And this year for me is really about sort of focusing on, focusing on like the next steps and looking at the behind the scenes and just getting like really solid foundations in place. Because I know that I'm in this for the long run. Like this is, if I've been doing this now for six, seven years, it's not something I'm planning on stopping anytime soon. I want the next 10, 20 years of my life to be running my own business and having this, you know, freedom and creativity. So this year for me is all about that foundation, acknowledging it's okay that I'm not going to be going 100 mile an hour all the time. And I'm going to kind of, you know, dip in and out of that throughout the year. And that, you know, there's lots of exciting opportunities out there for me. And I just have to pick and choose which ones are going to be the best thing for me right now at this time in my life. So that for me looks like, you know, investing in some more actually like education and qualifications that's what I'm really looking at this year like I love the work I do inside Love Mondays Club and now I want to level that up even more and I want to have more tools in my toolkit to help and support my clients so that's where the focus is going and from a marketing perspective all my focus is going into like the podcast and YouTube and all these sorts of things and it taps into what I was saying earlier about the algorithms and not letting them control my life so yes watch this space lots of exciting things to come all right thank you so much for listening I hope you found this episode really helpful and and I look forward to catching up with you in next week's episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.